This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, one member of Congress thinks it's time for federal employees to return to the office. The CIO Council is just now getting around to AI guidance that it was tasked with in the final days of the Trump administration. And your local mailman could also become your local bartender under a new bill in Congress. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A top House Republican says federal employees should start returning to their offices. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Georgia Republican Jody Heiss says prolonged telework isn't sustainable in the federal government. He's calling on the Office of Personnel Management to start preparing federal employees to come back to their offices. And he wants OPM to explain how permanent remote work policies might impact the government's spending on things like federal property and locality pay. OPM says federal agencies remain in a maximum telework mode for now. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. The Veterans Affairs Department is lifting mask requirements for fully vaccinated employees, contractors, and partners. VA Secretary Dennis McDonough gave word Monday to employees the mask mandate is still in place at all VA health care facilities, but Veterans Health Administration leaders will meet later this week to discuss the issue. VA has fully vaccinated over 290,000 health care workers. The military's first scientific study on the COVID vaccine and active duty troops shows some disparities. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. A new medical study finds gaps between race, gender, service, and occupation when it comes to who in the military is getting the coronavirus shot. About 27% of the force is vaccinated. The Army is lagging behind with 21% of soldiers accepting the vaccine. The study also found that black service members were 28% less likely to get the shot compared with their white counterparts. Women were 10% less likely to get the vaccine and 20% less likely if they already had COVID. The military is exhausting all avenues to try and get as many people as possible inoculated. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Air Force is allowing squadron commanders or their equivalents to make the call on whether airmen and civilians can telework or remote work. The change in policy is part of the Air Force's new attitude toward telework after seeing how successful it was during the coronavirus pandemic. The new guidance states that even if a specific position is determined ineligible for telework, there may still be situations when telework is considered on an emergency or situational basis. More details emerge about how the solar winds attack impacted defense contractors. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us more. While the Defense Department says it remains unscathed by the solar winds attack, the same cannot be said for a few dozen of its contractors. Rear Admiral William Chase, the Deputy Principal Cyber Advisor in DOD, told lawmakers that the Pentagon received 44 reports from 37 contractors. Senator Richard Blumenthal asked Chase for more details. 44 reports of targeting or of successful intrusion? A mixture. Those are 44 reports on exposure, the level of which I'm not prepared to go into here today. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Defense Department has released its first ever technical guide to move the military toward a zero-trust approach to cybersecurity. The Defense Information Systems Agency developed version 1.0 of the zero-trust reference architecture in collaboration with the DOD CIO, U.S. Cyber Command, and the National Security Agency. The initial version is meant to make the case for why Zero Trust needs to replace perimeter defenses and DoD components can start moving in that direction. 
The Army is making its career intermission program a permanent part of its personnel system. The program lets soldiers pause their military service for any reason, like starting a family or going to college. During the intermission, they get full health care benefits and a small stipend. In return, they owe the Army two years of service for every year they take off. The Labor Department offers five new workshops to help spouses of transitioning military members find work in their chosen careers. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has details. Spouses can attend the five workshops online, but only till Friday. They cover federal hiring, interview skills, how to bargain for salary, plus two for how to use LinkedIn. Labor's Veterans Employment and Training Service will also hold in-person versions of the five classes later this month at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. It's all part of the Vets Transition Assistance Program. Labor operates along with the Defense, Education, Homeland Security, and Veterans Affairs Departments. I'm Tom Temin. There will be new guidance in the coming weeks for how agencies can best create inventories and use cases around artificial intelligence. The CIO Council is finalizing the new memo as part of its mandate under the trustworthy AI executive order that President Donald Trump signed in December. The order gave the council 60 days, which came and went in February, to create the process by which agencies should describe non-classified and non-sensitive artificial intelligence initiatives. Once the guidance comes out, agencies then have six months to publish their AI inventories of use cases. Agencies can form labor management councils with their federal employee unions, but it's not a requirement. That's the latest guidance from the Office of Personnel Management. OPM says it's still reviewing a 2017 executive order from the Trump administration that rescinded former labor management councils. The Biden administration already restored official time and collective bargaining procedures via executive order back in January. OPM says this executive order is the first step toward resetting labor management relations in the executive branch. A long-running contract negotiations impasse between the Social Security Administration and its administrative law judges notches forward. The judges' union says an independent arbitrator has ordered SSA negotiators back to the bargaining table and reiterated that they bargained in bad faith. The agency tried earlier to impose 20 clauses of the unsigned contract, while nine others were tied up in federal court. According to the union, the latest arbitrator ruling puts all 29 clauses back into play for negotiation. Bills giving more work to the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency are headed to a full House vote. Here's Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. The House Homeland Security Committee passes the CISA Cyber Exercise Act. It would require the agency to stand up a national cyber exercise program testing response plans for major cyber incidents. The bill also requires CISA to provide model exercises to state and local governments to test the security of their critical infrastructure. The committee also passes the Cybersecurity Vulnerability Remediation Act. That would give CISA a year to report to Congress how it coordinates vulnerability disclosures. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. And House and Senate lawmakers seek to overturn a ban on the Postal Service shipping alcohol to households. Congresswoman Jackie Speer and Congressman Dan Newhouse introduced the USPS Shipping Equity Act, which would overturn laws on the books since Prohibition. Senator Jeff Merkley is introducing companion legislation. The lawmakers say their bill would give USPS a chance to compete in a $24 billion a year industry. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. You can also subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. on Instacart and paying with Klarna means you can get gifts delivered in as fast as an hour and spread the payments over time. 
which could come in handy if you find out everyone's bringing gifts to a holiday party, even though the invitation said no gifts. I mean, why even bother to say no gifts if you don't mean it, Jennifer? Shop over 900 retailers on Instacart. Pay over time with Klarna. New Instacart customers get $25 off $100 or more when you pay with Klarna using code Klarna25. Download the Instacart app and start shopping. Terms apply.